From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. The challenge of finding the right balance of independence and attentive care for long-term senior living can be agonizing for families. And when it comes to private pay, senior care, expensive. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution investigative reporter Carrie Teagarden has spent a year looking for what you won't see on tours of more than 500 private pay senior care facilities in Georgia. Her investigation found hundreds of safety violations, incidences of physical abuse, and assaults to dignity that often go unreported. Carrie Teagarden joins me in the studio today to walk us through the AJC series. It's called mm. Unprotected, Broken Promises in Georgia's Senior Care Industry. Carrie, what a mountain of work you've done here. Oh, yes. We spent um, a lot of time with a lot of documents and a lot of conversations. So looking so. through those <clears throat> court records, police reports, inspection <clears throat> documents, speaking with family members and experts, this is a multi-part report, <clears throat> of course, but how would you summarize most of what you've learned? I feel like um, these are beautiful facilities that have popped up everywhere. They have gorgeous lobbies. They're very expensive. And the assumption is that the care would match the appearance. And what we found is that's too often not the case. Yeah. In fact, the marketing materials, the gap between the marketing materials and what's actually going on. The first series and the first article in the series rather focuses on one particularly egregious example of that gap at Sunrise. This is a facility in East Cobb. Tell us about what happened when one resident, Adam Bennett, was promised and, and what actually happened. Uh, Adam Bennett was a World War II veteran in his 90s. Um, he had had moved into Sunrise because it was right around the corner from his daughter's house. She was looking for a great facility for him. He had been really happy in independent living and other facilities in, in Atlanta, but he'd just gotten pretty frail. But this is a place that cost over $6,000 a month, and they assured um, his daughter that they could meet his needs. Um, and it ended up um, turning into a murder case. Um, he, you know, it's sort of the last thing you would think would happen. And basically, he uh, told a, a caregiver after an overnight shift that he was beaten. And those were really the last words that he spoke. Um, he had broken ribs, um, internal injuries, bruises all over his face that morning. What happened that night? No one will ever know, but he had a caregiver that night named Landon Terrell who was charged with murder. A jury, after a week of testimony, really couldn't determine exactly what happened. And uh, Mr. Bennett had some dementia, so um, there was an argument that he shouldn't be believed. And um, so the caregiver did end up end up getting convicted of elder neglect. But the family was devastated. And I think one thing I've I've experienced in talking to numerous families is they go to so much trouble, so much expense to care for someone in their last years. And if that goes wrong, mm. there's no one doing that. Right. There's no I, there's no kind of getting over that. Um, after someone had been such a beloved family member who'd provided and been a, a just a, a, a great person. 
I'm going through it myself yes. with an in-law here in Georgia. But, the, you know, cases, a murder case is one thing, but there are so many cases that you document about just neglect, for example. Uh, a, another World War II veteran left outside in 100-degree heat. Yes. AIDS assaulting residents, even some sexual assault mm-hmm. among residents. A woman whose broken hip was unattended for nine days. Were these reported when they happened? Well, some were, some weren't. I mean, that was a big... Um, the whole whole issue of things not being reported and then, you know, Georgians being able to find out about them even when they are is a big part of of what we're looking at um, in our report, because it's very hard to find out real factual information about all these facilities around the state that are inspected. But to try to find information is very difficult. Um, And then the fact that complete information isn't there. You know, we found it's very common for facilities not to report incidents that they're required to report. And we have a story today about how prosecutors who specialize in elder abuse are very concerned across the state that they're not being told about the cases that they want to know about. And for them, that concern is, okay, there's still people working in the industry who perhaps should not be. Right. Well, the Department of Community Health is in charge of licensing and inspecting the state's senior care facilities. But as you said, you found that many of these violations missing, they're outdated often, and prosecutors can't get their hands on report. How does Georgia's DCH compare to similar oversight departments across the country? Well, in terms of transparency, not well. Uh, Many other states have much um, better websites. And in fact, we at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution spent months creating a website that we just um, opened up for consumers this week to give them this kind of information because the state wasn't doing it. Um, But in other states, for example, they'll tell you um, about complaints even if they weren't substantiated. So you could find out, hey, there were 10 complaints about XYZ. Even if, and they'll say, look, we went and inspected this and, and here's what we looked at and didn't find it. In Georgia, you'll see, uh, we went and inspected complaint number, blah, 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 with no information about what it was about. So you're kind of left wondering, you know, well, what was that? And was there anything to it? Carrie Teagarden is my guest. She's an investigative reporter at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And we're talking about her series that she's been working on, on assisted living homes in Georgia, revealing a, let's say, somber state of affairs for senior care. And let's just also point out that you did, the AJC did build this online database where people can go and look at the places that they're concerned about, maybe that someone they're looking at, considering maybe where someone lives. But Upwards of 3,700 separate violations that you and your team come through. Mm. But is this universal or are there are some facilities that are more egregious than others? Oh, definitely. And I think this is why we wanted to do the website is we wanted to give some people some guidance to help them sort the good from the bad, right? Because the marketing materials are just make every facility sound like a country club. They have, you know, chef driven meals. They have these beautiful facilities and um, we have an element of our series that kind of talks about the realities versus the marketing. But you can go on and get real information. OK, we collected police reports for many facilities, the inspection reports. Obviously, we um, rated each violation so you could get a sense of how serious it was and then gave you um Uh, some charts to show how does this facility compare with others in terms of violations. And, um, and this is for across the entire state of Georgia, every um, 
assisted living facility and large personal care home, 25 beds and more. And these are the places that are private pay. They tend to be about $3,000 to $8,000 a month. So it's significant expense. And they were seen as like the ultimate solution. You know, nobody wants to put their parent in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And this is seen as like the really nice place. And um, I think what we wanted to expose is in too many cases, they're not living up to the hype. Right. This past Sunday's reporting took a pretty deep dive into <clears throat> neglect in senior homes. While the AJC did find more than 600 cases deem, uh, that it deemed as neglect, you said right. they rated them. Department of Community Health cited only four. Now, why are these numbers so different? You know, it's weird in Georgia. They don't really use the word neglect. They will have rules that we determined were neglect. Um, they will sometimes cite people for abuse, which is defined, but it's kind of a missing thing in our definitions in Georgia. Um, there are a long list of rules that people have to comply with, and many of them are not um, all that stringent. For example, staffing, okay? In Georgia, you only have to have one frontline staff member caring for people for every 15 residents during the day and every 25 residents at night. I mean, imagine... If you're a, a caregiver with very little training, um, trying to deal with 25 people overnight and people start having issues, the, the situations that people find themselves in, again, as with very little training, I can't imagine it myself. Um, and it's very low wage jobs, 10 to $12 right. an hour. Right. And so understaffing is a huge problem, not having trained staff. What have the facilities said in response to this series and other complaints? You know, the industry um, really was a, a little hard to get information out of. And so was the state for this series. Um, it hasn't it's an industry that hasn't had a lot of scrutiny. Um, but I think they feel like they're serving an important need. And that's true. Um, consumer advocates in Georgia fought t for years to get the designation of assisted living, which allowed a little bit higher level of care than what we'd had before, which was personal care homes. Um, and this was seen as a way for people to age in place in a residential environment, okay? The kind of setting that we all would sort of prefer right. over a medical institutional model, which is more like what nursing homes are. Um, and I think... The concern is that people are living longer and they're very frail, and this is not a medical model. So it's a place where people are supposed to get, you know, showers, meals, help getting dressed. But there aren't nurses and doctors running around, you know, checking on people. And so um, I think it's true that it's a needed industry, but I think what we found is it's not delivering the care that people would expect, especially given the price tag with right. it. And that your desire is to give people a very comfortable, you know, experience in their older years when they're frail. Despite the saltwater pools and other right. amenities right. that are advertised in these places. If you can't tell, I'm on this, on this beat right now. Well, okay, so Money's report also touched on abuse between residents, including allegations of physical and sexual violence. Now, mm -hmm. how, is, how, how do you track this, especially given so many residents with memory issues? Yes. And, you know, you don't want to blame the residents for this kind of thing. It's just, it's, it's part of dementia. But what we found is that 
um, the experts in this will tell you it's the responsibility of the facility to staff adequately so that they can um, protect residents from each other. You know, we found in inspection reports, you know, residents sleeping in each other's beds. They just go into each room and see that. I mean, um, there's a case of a hospice worker who was so upset about her patient being um, abused that that they had to take extreme measures because they felt like the facility wasn't doing its part to protect the resident. And so it's complex. And we found that even though the the training is very minimal, it's very commonplace, even with people dealing with folks with dementia, are not getting even that very minimal required on-the-job training. Right. So imagine being put in that situation of trying to handle someone with dementia. It's a very, very hard job. Very hard job for very little pay. Right. Okay, so this is a pretty heavy topic, and there are some tragic and very difficult stories in here I do want to note. How has this reporting been for you personally? We've just got a a minute to go. Um, I think, you know, I've written about a lot of tough topics over the years. I feel like the sad part is um, just the helplessness of many of these people. We wrote about a woman with um, dementia who the allegation is a a care aide burned her with cigarettes all over her body. Mm. Things like that, that you just think someone is so vulnerable, sometimes unable to speak, won't be believed. They're some of the most vulnerable people I've written about. And that's what I think gets to you. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard from a lot of people that are struggling with the same thing, finding the right place. The outpouring from our readers has been huge, and we hope people will continue to contact us. And also folks who've worked in the facilities, we would love to hear from you as well. Carrie Teagarden, thank you for your time. Thank you. Carrie Teagarden, investigative reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Unprotected series on assisted living facilities in Georgia is available on their website, as is that database where you can look up a facility either that you're considering or that somebody that you know and love might be there. It's going to be continuing to roll out through the rest of the year. Well, uh, we can join the conversation on our website. What are you experiencing? And also stay with us. We're going to get a whole new dimension of NPR series on aging this week. A reporter, Ina Jaffe, on new approaches to retirement. Stay with us.